welcome back for another video. So it's been over two weeks now since I shared how my team's looking at the moment. There's been a fair bit of business in the transfer window that has changed my setup, six changes to the team. So we'll run through the new team and we'll also talk about developments in pre-season over the last couple of weeks which has led to the changes. I read every comment so thanks for the great ones you've left in pre-season so far, make sure you leave one below. Anyway, enough rambling, let's get into the team. In goal, the Fleckant Areola combo has gone and Anana's in. I mentioned back when he first signed that his high pass completion could equate to high bonus points and there's been some excellent investigation into this. As a reminder, BPS is awarded based on pass completion percentage among other things. 90 plus percent with at least 30 passes completed is worth 6 BPS. There was a bit of confusion on the last video on bonus points and BPS. BPS is bonus point system and they're awarded to every player in every game based on actions like key passes, dribbles or even subtractive for stuff like giving away pens or bookings. The top three players with BPS is the ones that get bonus points. Anyway, we've got some data courtesy of FPL Swee. He's actually one of the managers involved in the expert series. And last season, Anana completed 34.9 passes per 90 on average, which would put him top of the league. Obviously, it is two different leagues, but it's clearly an area that he thrives in. As a reminder, 30 plus passes required for BPS. You can see his average completion is also elite. So in a nutshell, there's a clear path to bonus points which De Gea lacked. De Gea with 71% completion on average and 22 passes per 90 on average. So Shaw's left my team in a nutshell, Anana's in, 0.5 mil freed up. The defence is Gabriel, Estepinian and Tarkovsky. So Chilwell drops to the bench, but I just wanted to highlight what an unbelievable asset he'll be this season if he stays fit. I watched Chelsea's last preseason game against Fulham and he was really advanced again. He had a really good shot saved and he took a corner from both sides and he got an assist off one of them. I'm amazed by his low ownership. I guess many are probably put off by Liverpool in game week one and ignoring that they've got the best run in the league game week two onwards. So with that in mind, Tarkovsky has joined the team to start in game week one home to Fulham. I'm very surprised by how much hate the Pickford and Tarkovsky picks are getting. We know exactly what we'll get from Dyche, defensively solid, clean sheet potential, particularly those home games. They've kept two clean sheets on the bounce in pre-season now. Everton were poor last season overall, but Dyche was thrown in very late with just one aim, to survive relegation. Mitchell Richards leaving Fulham, which I feel also boosts their clean sheet potential. And the other thing in his favour is in game week 4, when Gabriel has Man United, there's the opportunity to play Tarkovsky that game week as well against Sheffield, who actually have also just lost their top goalscorer with Ndai departing. So I don't think he's bad for 4.5 mil at all. We won't talk much on the rest of the defence, which is pretty template. However, Gabriel joining the team means a shift from the triple attack that the last draft had. He's played more minutes than any Arsenal player in pre-season, the most nailed of the defenders, and he is left-footed, meaning he and Kivio are the ones that are competing for left centre-back. Estepinian's the one player who's been in all my drafts. Let's pull up the clean sheet odds for a second. So in game week one, Bryant a clear top, so I really like the double up in defence, and I did actually look at Webster and Still. Referring back to Chilwell here, Chelsea given a 23.5% chance of a clean sheet, Everton a 34% chance, which actually feels a bit harsh and could move higher by game week one. So I'm really trying to maximise my chances of a strong start with three of the top four on the clean sheet odds covered. The midfield is Foden, Saka, Mitoma, Fernandes and Rashford. Burnley rock bottom on the clean sheet odds as we saw before, Foden's into the team. Many are expecting him to have his best season yet and the most minutes of any season, which I do agree with. In pre-season he's been playing the Gundogan role, left centre attacking mid. That said, his versatility is going to be beneficial because he has delivered in other positions as well. He'll probably play in left wing and right wing at times too. 
He started their most recent match against Atletico Madrid and he's got two assists in pre-season. For 7.5 mil, he feels well worth a go. Given Haaland's extremely high ownership, there's no rank to be gained every time he scores if he is your only attacker. In fact, you could even lose rank every time Haaland scores, which is crazy. So I also like that Foden's at least a chance of gaining rank when Man City score. So Holland to Man United is a new development. What impact does this have on Bruno and Rashford? I think that Bruno should benefit the most with a quality striker to feed his chances to. With the greatest respect to Veghorst, last season they played 17 games together and Veghorst didn't score once all season. Holland's only 20 so he could be eased in. We may see Rashford and striker again at one still. His best position is left wing in my opinion, where he can find more room, take players on, cut inside and shoot as he often does. His purple patch last season came when he moved from centre forward to left wing. Saka missed a penalty in pre-season the other day, so some have concerns that he's off penalties now, have missed one towards the end of last season as well. I expect he will remain on pens though, perhaps if Jorginho is on the pitch he might get them, but he won't be a regular starter. Arsenal backed Saka all the way after he missed that one in the Euros final, so they surely back him now as well. He's having a great pre-season, two goals and two assists now. Trossard the only one having a better pre-season, which actually has become a headache for many. Where does Trossard fit in, and has he played himself into the starting eleven? My expectation is he'll probably play next to Erdegaard most, similar to Foden's position. He can play left wing, which is Martinelli's position, but my gut feeling is Martinelli will be safe, at least until Champions League starts. Let's not forget he's only 22 and only getting better, and he was Arsenal's top goalscorer last season with 15 in the league. Matoma's another one who some people have raised concerns about. Adingra signed for Brighton last season and he was loaned straight out for the season, but he is in the squad for this season, and he started Matoma's position against Brentford the other day and scored a brace. Again, Matoma's a level above, and I don't see a scenario where Matoma's being benched. Things could of course change once European football kicks off. For Brighton, they're in the Europa League, which starts between game week 5 and 6. So on to the strikers, and then the bench, and then I'll talk about the 0.5 mil we've got in the bank. It's Jesus and Haaland, super template front two. Although I think there's many strikers around the same price as Jesus who will have a better season, he does make a lot of sense from gimmick 1 given the fixtures. If he starts slowly then there's Watkins and Kunku, Jackson, they're all options and their fixtures are better after gimmick 1. Jesus has a goal and two assists in pre-season now, and given his opening fixtures there's every chance he starts well. In terms of minutes per expected goal involvement last season, Jesus was actually head and shoulders above the other three, but he did play less minutes, 123 minutes per XGI. So onto the bench, which is Ariola, Chilwell, Bulldog and Mubama. The Ariola situation is still up in the air. Looking at Scout's pre-season tracker, he started their last two friendlies and he missed the earlier friendlies due to returning late from international duty. Link below if you want to become a Scout member, all the players and all the teams are tracked there. So Chilwell first on the bench. Current thinking is bench for Tarkovsky in Gamic 1 and then he's a permanent starter thereafter. So regarding Bulldog, there's loads of 4 mil defender options this season which is very unusual. We've got Bulldog, Bayer, Bell, Kabore, who are all reliable picks. And then there's a few more that are question marks but could also be good picks. Mubama scored 3 times in pre-season now and he's 4.5 mil as a forward. Looks the best of the bunch to me. Won't be a starter but a lot of potential for cameos which is fine for last on your bench. So 0.5 mil in the bank with this draft. One thing I'm trying to remind myself is just because you have 100 mil doesn't mean you have to spend it all. 
The season I hit rank 1, I had 0.5 mil banked going into game week 1. I found that spare money to be incredibly useful. Let's say that Rashford blanks the opening 2 game weeks and then Sun scores and he goes up 0.1 mil. If you've got no money in the bank, that may as well be a 0.5 mil rise because there's no way to get to him without 2 transfers. Having that 0.5 mil leaves you so flexible. Saka, Bruno, Rashford to Sun all possible. Gabriel to a Man City defender is possible. Foden to Martinelli. It could even be a boring move like Bulldog to whichever 4.5 mil defender emerges as the best one early on. Could be Colwell from Chelsea. So that's where we're at. Thanks for watching. There's some great content planned this week which you don't want to miss, so make sure you're subscribing. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.